How you doing? This is Harold S. Reed Jr., also known as HRJR, your motivational coach. I'm a professional and personal development coach, and I am here today to talk to you about the people in your life. Now, we all have people in our lives, yes? Here's the thing. As children, we 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 make friends. Now, when I was a kid, we were, I, I would be able to uh, go around the corner from my block and, or, or go into the playground and see a group of kids, be able to approach those kids, hey, can I play too, and jump right in. Over the course of time, things got a little greasy and grimy, especially in the hood. You can't just go walking around strange blocks and and so on and so forth without people stepping to you some funky kind of way. But throughout it all, we've been able throughout the course from our childhood, throughout our adolescence, into adulthood and up to present day, be able to create and cultivate friendships. Now, I want to talk to you about friendships. What does it mean to be a friend? See, People love talk about people having your back and and so on and so forth and and being loyal. And these things are important to me as well. But understand that being loyal and having your friends back isn't always about being there for them when they're in trouble. See, a lot of times people think that in order for you to prove your fidelity, in order for you to prove your friendship, your brotherhood, your sisterhood, what have you, that when that person, when, when your friend gets into a jackpot situation, you have to be there to pull them out. You have to be there to perhaps even lie for them to help them get out of their situation. This is not friendship. See, friendship isn't really about being able to pull your friend out of the jackpot situation. It's not about having their back to lie for them if they get caught doing something that they're not supposed to be doing. And listen, I'm no angel, okay? I've made mistakes and I've I've lied to get out of my mistakes when I was younger. And I learned early on that it just wasn't worth it. See, I believe that having integrity and, and, and being loyal to your friends is not so much about being there for them when they get in trouble, being a friend, being loyal, having integrity to, to the, the value of your friendship is more about being there for your friend before they get in trouble. So you can catch them before they fall. So you can go to your friend and you could say, Hey, listen, bruh, that's not a move you want to make right now. As a matter of fact, that's not a move you want to make, period. I'm just trying to stop you before you, you hurt yourself. What Ice Cube had a song, uh, check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? That's what a real friend does. A real friend is there to check you before you wreck you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So understand that there will come times in life when your friends 
won't be there for you. And you have to determine whether or not it's okay. Now, if by chance you ask someone to do something for you that takes them out of their way, that may, uh, uh, like if you need money and they may have it, you don't know what their needs are. You don't know what their circumstances are. Just because they have the money that you need doesn't mean that they don't have needs of their own that they have to use their money to fulfill. So if you ask them if you could borrow some money and they say no, even though you know they have it, they may not, nor do they have to explain to you what, your, what their situation is that requires their money. So you can't get mad at someone for not giving you something that's theirs. You understand? But on the other hand, if you ask someone to do a small favor for you, that might just take a little time. Just a little time, right? And then on the back end, you're going to do something good for them. But at the same time, they don't do what you asked of them. Then you got to really question, right? Because the little things mean a lot. The little things, and this is what I mean by the little things mean a lot. I recently reached out to a group of friends. Well, let's say people who range from acquaintance to friend (laughs) within that range. And I asked, and I reached out to about maybe, I want to say about maybe 20 people, right? Because I wanted to see something. And I won't get into what it was I asked for. If any of those people are listening, then they'll know that I'm talking about them. But I don't want to put anybody on blast. All right. But I asked these 20 people all for the same thing. And it was something that would cost them no money and would only cost them no more than one minute of their time. What I asked for is irrelevant. For the conversation that we're having now, just understand that I asked for something up from them that required no money and would cost them no more than one minute of their time. And out of those 20 people, two or three maybe responded. Two or three responded out of those 20. Now, am I going to um, excommunicate those people who didn't uh, uh, provide the assistance I requested? Am I going to excommunicate those people from my life? No, no, not going to do that. I can be petty, but I'm not going to be that petty. But I pay attention. I don't forget things. And it's not so much holding a grudge. I don't want you to hold grudges because when you hold on to that negative energy, it eats you up and chews you up from the inside. Something my dad, rest his soul, always told me, never let people live rent-free in your mind. People don't add value to your life. Don't let them occupy space in your mind thinking about how you're going to get them back, how they ain't mess, how they how they did you dirty, so on and so forth. Because the time that you spend thinking about that person who did you dirty, so on and so forth, they're not thinking about you. They're not thinking of ways to how to help you add value to your life. So there's no reason why you should be thinking about them. So no, 
I'm not holding grudges, but I don't forget. See, people like to say forgive and forget. No, 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 no. I file and remember. <laughs> I file and remember. I file situations away and I compartmentalize these situations and I file them away in the file cabinet in the recesses of my mind. Okay? And I file it away and I remember. And then when things start popping up later on down the line, I remember. Right? See, people don't remember things. People don't remember things because they operate on autopilot. How many times have you heard me say it? If you haven't heard me say it and this is the first time you're hearing me say that people operate on autopilot, guess what? It is not going to be the last time you hear me say that people operate on autopilot. Okay? I file and I remember so that when some when I ask someone to do me a favor or if I ask someone for help or assistance and they don't come through, I file and remember and I wait patiently for that person or those people, just as I'm doing with these people who reached out to me, people who I've been there for, people who have asked me to buy Girl Scout cookies or or, uh, um, you know, people who's, who, whose children I've helped, people who, who I've mentored, people whose children I've mentored, people who I've just been there for in one way or another. And again, I asked for one thing that required no money and would cost less than one minute of their time. And I got nothing back. And a few people have reached out and said, oh, I forgot, I got you. Okay, well, the proof is in the pudding. I'll see it when I see it. See? And then where I'm going with this is this, if that makes sense. You need to understand that not everybody's going to be with you. Not everybody's going to buy into your vision. Not everybody's going to even see your vision. It's something Les Brown said Years and years and years ago, and I'm sure he probably still says it to this very day, all right? If people can't have a larger vision for themselves, how can they possibly have a larger vision for you, all right? If people can't have a larger vision for themselves, how can they possibly have a larger vision for you? People don't see, people see themselves where they are. Successful people, excuse me, (laughs) people see themselves Average people, mediocre people, yes, and you may, and, and, and guess what? When I say words like average and mediocre, they're only offensive if they're true. <laughs> and even though it's not my intent to offend, it is my intent to shock. And therefore, I will say average and mediocre people see themselves where they are. Successful people see themselves where they want to be. So what tends to happen is mediocre average people see themselves where they are and they stay there. Mediocre and average people see themselves where they are and they stay there. Successful people see themselves where they want to be and they strive and they work towards getting there. 
which is why you will always see average mediocre people sitting down somewhere. But you will always pee, always, always pee, always see successful people going somewhere. Right. And I didn't realize this. It didn't click to me until very, very recently. Very, very recently. Because I'm engaged in business activities now to further promote my speaking business that require me to travel at least once a month out of state. Okay. And, and I'm going places now I'm going places. And then when I'm going to those places, I'm going to those places to better myself in the process of going to those places. I drive, I drive long distances. Yeah. I could easily get a plane ticket and fly and be there in a couple hours, but no, I'd rather drive. Why? Because in driving, I have time and solitude to get my mind right. Now, what does all of that have to do with friends? Go back to what I said before, just a few minutes ago, a minute or so ago. Success, uh, average mediocre people see themselves where they are and they stay there. Successful people see themselves where they want to be and they strive to get there and work on going there. They are in motion, right? This is why I always say it's easier to be negative than it is to be positive because in order to be negative, all that is required of you is that you do nothing. In order to be positive, you have to do something. You have to make yourself smile when you don't want to. You have to get up off your butt and go to the gym when you don't want to. You have to pick up that book and read when you don't want to. You have to pick up that journal and that pen and you have to write and, 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 and take stock of yourself when you don't want to. When you do all of these things, you have to take your insulin and your metformin or your janument or your trulicity if you're diabetic when you don't want to. You have to put that candy bar down even though you don't want to. These are the things that you must do in order to produce a positive outcome. You must do something in order to produce a positive outcome. You don't have to do anything in order to produce a negative outcome. So when you ask your friends, the people you call your friends to do something for you and they do nothing for you, what is the outcome? What is the value of your friendship to that person? Now, understand, all right, it would be totally presumptuous to sit up here and think, nor would I tell you to sit up here and think that everyone has to drop everything they're doing because you asked the favor of them. Everyone that I asked this particular favor of, I, I, I mean, I, people got kids, they got jobs, Everybody can't live my lifestyle and I'm not balling out of control, but I am retired. So, you know, I pretty much own my own time. So I understand that if I ask somebody to do something, they can't do it right then and there, no matter how much I would want them to. See, I'm military. I'm, I'm used to somebody giving an order and the order being followed right there. I'm a martial artist. I'm used to somebody giving an order and the order being followed right there. I'm a retired cop. I'm used to somebody giving an order and the order being followed right there. But I'm no longer in the military. I'm no longer... A martial arts instructor. I am no longer 
a police officer. So I understand <laughs> that I don't give, first of all, I don't give orders. I make requests and those requests don't have to be fulfilled in the instant that they're asked. I get it. Don't like it, but I get it. Okay. But understand that, remember, the criteria was no money. I'm not asking no, I wasn't asking nobody for money. And what I was asking for would only require no more than one minute of their time. Two commercials worth of time, right? And the majority of the people that I asked did not come through. Am I mad? No. Am I surprised? Absolutely not. See, it's something my father-in-law always said and says to this very day. Uh, my father-in-law says, nine out, of ten, nine out of ten people ain't shit. Hashtag warning, I may cuss on occasion, but I'm, I'm quoting, a, I'm giving a direct quote. Nine out of ten people ain't shit. And if you take that one person out of that ten, right? So he said nine out of ten ain't shit. So if you take that one person who's, good, who, who's considered to be good people and you put him with nine other people just like them, just like that person. So remember, one, one out of the ten is good people, right? But you take that one person and put him with nine other people who are just like that person, nine out of ten of those people ain't going to be shit either. It's a matter of varying degrees of ain't shitness, if you will. All right. To some degree, everybody's going to somebody's going to be everything you want. And to some degree, somebody's going to have nothing that you want. And to some degree, somebody's going to have some of the things you want and some of the things you don't in a friend. But in terms of being a friend, we accept people as they are. Now, I say accept people as they are, provided whoever or whatever they are doesn't necessarily negatively affect your life. If they're if, they, if how they get down doesn't affect you, but they have quirks. I mean, I, there, there are people who I've considered friends that everybody say, yo, man, he's a jerk. He's an ass. He's this. He's that. Or don't don't mess with that person. Don't rock with that person. That person is two faced, so on and so forth. And and I've had these situations in my life where I'm like, okay, this person's been cool with me. I understand what you're saying, and I, and I take that as a warning, and I'll be on the lookout for it. But as long as this person is cool with me, I'm gonna be cool with this person. I'm gonna allow this person all the time and lat and give them all the latitude that they need to be themselves. And in time, your true self will always come out. In time, your true self will always come out. And I've had some of those people that I've been warned about in over the course of time show themselves to be who I was told they were. I've had it happen. I've had it happen. Right. But. I was I was also taught. In order to have friends, you must first be a friend. I've always believed in order to receive God's blessings, you must self your first, you must yourself first become a blessing. Okay. And in so doing, you make your life better. All right. Let's, let's, let's keep it funky. Let's keep it a hundred. 
every one of us is living to make our life better. Our, we want to live better for ourselves, okay? But we'll do so to the extent that we're happy. Once we get happy, we're, we're set. And that includes the people in our lives. There's, there's a lot of people who are at a point in their life where they're like, okay, I don't need to meet no more new people. I'm satisfied with everybody I got in my life right now, right? But I'll tell you where I am. I'm at a point in my life where I want to meet new people. This has nothing to do necessarily with the people who are already in my life. I love the relationships that I love. I love the people who are in my life that I love. But there's more. There's more. There are more people out there. There are more experiences out there. There are more friendships to be had with lessons to be learned by way of those relationships out there. What I want you to walk away from this with is the knowledge that every friend ain't a brother or sister. Every brother or sister ain't a friend. But there's no reason why you shouldn't always strive to be both. That's the important thing. There's no reason why you shouldn't always strive to be both. So let's recap. I want you to have integrity in your friendships. If someone asks you to get them out of trouble, what they are, what they, depending on what it is, they may be asking you to join them in that trouble. A friend would not want to want to put you in a position where your life or your situation or your circumstances are placed in jeopardy because they did something to place themselves in jeopardy. A friend wouldn't do that to you. Let's be clear about that. And being a friend of, you know, people say that, you know, relationships where they be, you know, friendship, platonic, uh, uh, romantic relationships, relationships are give and take. I've always hated that. I've always hated. I hate the word hate, but I hate the phrase give and take even more. Because if I give you something and you take it, you have it, I don't. If I give you something, you take it, you have it, I don't, you have, I'm without. But if you have a relationship where in which you are giving when you can, what you can, and the other person or people involved in that group or relationship, everyone is giving what they can, when they can, everyone is giving something. And as long as everyone is giving, everyone is also receiving, no one is going without This is friendship. This is friendship. When people get married, uh, uh, they don't put a pencil or, 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 or a straight pin on their finger. They put a ring on that finger. What is that ring supposed to symbolize? That ring symbolizes the giving and giving. The giving and receiving and giving of love by both people. In that relationship. That's what that's about. Now, they even have what promise rings, friendship rings. Same thing. The whole premise is not so much to give and take, but to give and give. So remember that. Yes? Also, you, you, you want to be able... To know who your friends are. You want to be able to recognize them. 
and, and understand that everybody who came with you to a certain point might not be able to go with you the rest of the way. That's, I, I've, I've been creeping up to that point in my life for a few years now. And I finally reached the point where, you know what? Some people who have been in my life for years can no longer ride with me where I'm going. They can't go with me where I'm going. And it's not necessarily a bad thing. It's not necessarily a good thing. It's just the way it is. Right. I, I, I have certain uh, uh, visualizations. I, I, I have I've envisioned certain things for myself. And as I said before, when I quoted Les Brown, if people can't have a larger vision for themselves, how can they possibly have a larger vision for you? This is where in recap what I said, average and mediocre people see themselves where they are and stay there. Whereas successful people see themselves where they're going and they start striving and working towards getting there. I have a lot of people in my life who I love and I hate to refer to them as average and mediocre. I don't I don't mean that to say that they're substandard or less than, but they are happy where they are and they want to stay there. They got a good job. They, 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 they know how much money they got coming in. Every other week, every two weeks, they know what their bills are. They pay their bills. They pay their taxes. They send their kids to school. They go to work. They come home. They watch the news. They have dinner. They go to Disney once a year. You know, you know, the people have their lives laid out, right? Me, I want my life to be an adventure. And I've got a lot more days behind me than I do ahead of me. And I want to make each one of those days count. And in order to make those days count, I have to have the people who participate in those days. Those people have to count. So if you want to make the days in your life count, you have to make the people in your life who are going to participate in those days. Those people have to count too. Those people have to be OQP, only quality people. You are going to have to release some people from the contracts of your friendships. You're going to have to let some people go. You're going to have to issue some pink slips in order to move forward. You're going to have to. You, you, I, I remember I had a job. I was working at Sears. Right, and I think Sears is closed down for the most part throughout the country, unfortunately. But uh, my first loss prevention job was at Sears in the Livingston Mall in Livingston, New Jersey. And I don't recall what it was about, but I had some kind of falling out with my boss, and he didn't fire me. He didn't fire me because he didn't have the grounds to fire me, but. He started playing games with the schedule, right? I began to notice he would schedule me less. Every every other week or so, I would have fewer hours than everyone else. And I'm supposed to be working full-time. I'm not no part-time employee. But, you know, it would be instead of me working 40 hours... Instead of me working overtime, because a lot of times we would work overtime, right? 
I, I would get like 36, 37 hours. And if I wasn't making full-time hours, I would not be entitled to full-time benefits. So, so he was, he was like gradually reducing my hours and he got his way. He gradually reduced my hours to the point where I was like, what are you doing? And, and, uh, oh, I got to make changes in the schedule. I got to make hours more ample for everyone. And we need more senior people with seniority going to get more hours. Da, 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 da. But my point is he weeded me out by reducing my hours. And what I'm saying to you is that in order for you to get ahead, in order for you to achieve the goals you want to achieve in your life, there are people in your life whose hours you are going to have to gradually reduce. If the goal is to get ahead and the goal is to improve your circumstances, you have to be very mindful of who you allow to be your travel companion on that journey. Because God forbid you come across somebody who doesn't share your vision, who doesn't share your goal, who doesn't share your inspiration. And it's only a matter of time before whatever toxicity exists in that person begins to bleed into whatever toxicity you have within yourself. None of us are perfect. We all have, you know, different varying degrees of toxicity or negativity or what have you within us. And as the saying goes, I could do bad all by myself. I don't need no help. So you have to be mindful of the people you allow into your life. I'm going to leave you with that. Let you know that uh, HRJR Coaching Services is taking on new clients. All right. Feel free to go to my website, www.com. Uh, coachhrjr.com that's all one word coachhrjr.com on the very front page uh, the home page of the website is is a, a, a space where you could leave your contact information so you can join my mailing list looking forward to meeting with a whole lot of new people going to be doing a lot more new speaking engagements this year going to be a lot more new podcasts also got four books Four books are on my website. Find a way to make a way. You're either part of the problem or you're part of the solution. Success is a journey from the womb to the tomb. Get your mind right. Ten lessons towards success. And find a way to make a way the difference of a decade. All these books are on my website. And you would get them autographed personally by me. So look. I'm looking forward to reaching out to you. I'm looking forward to encouraging you and motivating you and being your coach. Everyone who's at the top of their game has a coach. I have yet to reach the top of my game and so that I can reach the top of my game, what do I have? I have a coach. I have several coaches. I have several mentors. But at this point in time, I have one specific coach who I have invested my money into in order to learn and produce the results I want. And I am here to help you do the exact same thing. My name is Harold S. Reed Jr., also known as HRJR, your motivational coach. And I look forward to helping you get better. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ice Talks, where we implement change every day.